please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Yeah, so welcome to Wired Shut. I'm your host, Jesse. He's your host, Logan. Are we doing this still? You, I don't... <laughs> we've prepared nothing before this. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, Are we doing this? Like it's throwing you off. Yeah, we're doing that. You son of a bitch. It's, it's the closest thing we have to um, consistency <laughs> on this show. Uh, would you um, say I'm that we're host, consistently Logan, inconsistent? Jesse. Have fun, stay young and squirt you. That's what we say at the end of the show. You're ruining it. Uh, um, uh. It's episode 81, guys. We did it. We're out of lockdown. Um, we're out of... Have we not recorded since lockdown? We've recorded one episode from lockdown. I just wanted to reiterate that ah, we're okay. still out of lockdown. And the rest of the world is still very much, much in lockdown. Yeah, on fire. Uh, pretty bad. It's... Um, New Zealand did it. We did it. It's pretty good. I mean, you guys could come. Like I speak, like we've got overseas listenership, but you guys could totally come over here if you directed like an Avatar movie. That's pretty much yeah. the prerequisite for um, being allowed in the country. You need some James Cameron money. Yeah. Um, Apparently, he legit lived here for like four years to get the. Yeah, if like, not longer, he owns a significant portion of Otago. Yeah. The Highlands. I don't know where he owns, but like he, yeah. We've got, I don't know if he's a, if he's a citizen. Citizen. He might be a citizen. Um, <laughs> who's the other fam- uh, famous person who used to be famous? Shania Twain. Shania Twain owns property oh, here and lives here. Oh, just Shania. <laughs> Shinawa. Um, Sh- Sh- Welcome back to Shakuiqui. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, you could totally get in the country if you had some Avatar money. You get, yeah. Um, just pitch something to Weta and they'll let you in the country because uh, Peter Jackson owns the airports or something. I don't know. There's a sm- there's a smog dragon in the airport. I don't know where that's from. I don't know. I've been to the airport since before lockdown. Um, but we did it. We're here. We're still making the show. Apparently, people still listen to it. Um, which is quite really? nice. Yeah. Uh. We've there are <laughs> not. <laughs> uh, we're trying, man. We put out episodes every couple of weeks. It's so we, much effort. We barely try, and there's um, people just still download episodes of the show. To what end? I don't know. I feel like they're building a case against us for something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for it. Um, but yeah, either that it's or a very elaborate Rico case is going to take down <laughs> just us. <laughs> um. It's either that or somebody is making an elaborate podcast about our podcast and they review episodes of our podcast, which if that's I mean, the I'll case that. and somebody's out there and is reviewing our podcast, we're happy to, we'd, we'd love to be on the show. Um, you're not allowed Can on I, our show though, right? We don't want I them on our show. To play me? Yeah, we'll go down. We no. won't go up. Like we're not going to bring people yeah. up onto our show. We'll go down into the pits where you make your show about our show. But you should go down. I was thinking, now I'm not playing Colin. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, so in hey, conclusion, Logan, I was going to say, in conclusion, Logan doesn't have soft lips. Colin has soft lips. Welcome back to soft lips. Welcome um, back to the club there. Oh man, soft lips would have been a great title for a podcast for Colin because then he'd just open it up with a welcome back to soft lips. Also, um, Soft Lips sounds too much like the same show's name, but in different wording. That's true. With re- yeah, yeah. Because what have we got? Soft- say with relish. <laughs> I was going to say, well, we've got Soft Lips. We've got with, no, re- no, the- with relish. We've got the, wide shirt. The women have the successful show, not us. Remember, <laughs> they have the su- successfully produced show. We some yeah. for some reason. Because I edit that one, not you. Ah, <laughs> uh, I make you sound. You, you don't even up. listen to these episodes, you some bitch. Dude. I wouldn't want to. Dude. I, they're sorry, pretty good. I don't listen to this. Really? Yeah. We do good We do good work. Do we actually? Yeah. I've had actual feedback from people I've referred to the podcast come back and say, make more of these. They're good. 
one person said that I'm very good to fall asleep to because we sound the same. <laughs> Until we start singing and then it's really hard for them to get to sleep because we get songs stuck in the head. Um, mostly Fergie. Um, which, I mean, that's our fault. That's my fault, really. I said, don't start on episode one. Find the first one that relates to Black Eyed Peas and listen to it. Yeah. Um, which I realized going back, was episode nine-ish? It was in the top ten. We've been making Fergie references for 80 episodes. Oh, wow. 81 episodes, yeah. And yet I, I firmly believe my tagline on this show was going to be the calls coming from inside the house, and I successfully gave up on that ages ago. Um, yeah, we could. If we bothered to... Again, if you bothered to listen to any of these episodes, I say that where I can barely listen to... Are you to talking them. to me or you? Both. I mean, sorry, are you talking to the theoretical audience? Oh, and I'm talking me? to you specifically. The only oh, reason I'm we haven't... <laughs> the only reason we haven't done... Um, what do you call it? clip shows suicide <laughs> what were yeah we the same thing the podcast equivalent clip shows like best oh. ofs at the end of the year is because neither of us bother to listen to the episodes end to end i know i edit them and i try to keep track of what each episode's about but sometimes i just make up shit and put it in the thing and then post it um because we ended up talking about 50 different things and do got, you though know like what um the problem i like yeah. Do you actually know which episodes were funny? Is that like a thing or not? It's hard because we we because yeah. we committed for so long to making up joke names for the episode titles. It's really hard to understand what each yeah. episode's about. Yeah. Um. If we just took it clean, we would have just called it. This episode is called uh, "The Color Out in Space" and "High Life Review" or something really plain and boring. So we could keep track of the things we talk about. That's I kind of been. I was able to hit reset a little bit with the COVID episodes because I just started calling them all COVID episodes. But I've I've heard that using the word COVID is terrible for SEO, so don't do that. Oh crap! Well, it worked really well. There were people downloading. No, it's, it's actually not. It's um on YouTube. YouTube like demonetizes shit aggressively if you put COVID, COVID into it. Good to know. Um, whoops. <laughs> Um, I haven't been doing it for every bit. It's, uh, no, no, yeah, fine. it's fine. Again, like this isn't the successful show. This is the place where we go to feel like we have a show. Yeah, this is this is the, the has beens dialogue situation. Yeah, this is the I don't know what you call it on another podcast network. I'm trying to think of an equivalent Hollywood handbook, probably for Earwolf. It's not really a show. It's basically all the producers of other shows who are just terrible people talking absolute nonsense at the famous people they trick to come onto their show because they've gone onto other ones in the Earwolf studios. Uh, it's pretty funny though. So, Is it? No. <laughs> it's about as funny as we are. Ah, okay. Um, yeah. So, like, humor adjacent. <laughs> I like that. Humor adjacent. <laughs> they ain't funny, but the class... <laughs> Oh uh, shit! They seem like they've seen funny before. <laughs> uh, yeah, they understand it when they see it, um, yeah. and that's about it. Yeah, we've had somebody downloaded episode one and two today, and somebody else downloaded episode thirty nine prawn, which Probably was us trying to reach into the porn, um, hit the porn demographic of people who <laughs> accidentally search for prawn, and we'll find our podcast. Yeah, well, we we did have such good success with. <laughs> well, Wide Shut is directed at the horny and the illiterate, so um, <laughs> we're doing well. Haven't you done well? Um, yeah. So what you've you watched the color out of space? Color out. Color of out of space. Um. So based on the Lovecraftian story. March 1927, yes. Picture, if you will, a bad HP Lovecraft adaptation. Keeping a hold of mainly the... What would I say? It's loud. Pulpish. There's a lot of shouting, mostly by Nicolas Cage. There's a lot of acting, all by uh, overacting, all by Nicolas Cage. Yep. Um, there's no distinct plot points or linear 
passage of time. There's nothing anyone's striving to achieve. Is it all done on purpose to create a sense of horror and discomfort? Or is it just this is poorly put together? It's I, I don't honestly know what it's trying to be. <clears throat> so peak Nicolas Cage then. You're not sure if it's good <laughs> or bad. <laughs> I'm not sure it's good or bad, just pretty sure he's insane. Yeah, okay, I can work with that. Um, yeah, there's, there's not a whole lot to sort of say, do, or think about it. It's oddly coloured. Mm. Yeah, it's got all that Basically, weird all the characters are going insane and not and seemingly towards like completely different ends, but not in any cohesive way, if that makes sense. Mm. To like the daughter's going more and more weird and witchy because she loves her sort of Wiccan stuff. The dad is just getting more authoritative because, all right, the more I explain it to myself, the more I feel like it does make sense. But like, the dad is sick of no one listening to him because he's a weirdo and no one listens to him or respects him. So he starts to get more like aggressive and authoritative the more crazy he gets. Mm. Um, but yeah, is it is it good? No, not really. Is it worth watching? No. Not really. Huh. Uh, well, there you go. Um, um, now, High Life, on the other hand. Hello. Uh, isn't High Life the weed, like, aficionados magazine of the 70s? That's High Times, I think. Oh, High Times, yes, yes. Mm. Um, so. Robert Pattinson, Juliette Binoche. In the criminals. future, they are sending criminals into space on mm -hmm. what appear to be one-way trips the Some, end um yeah and on this ship there is like some sort of the plan involves throwing people inside little shuttle pods into a black hole to see what happens as i understand it huh I mean, pretty cool concept. Yeah, what are you going to do with your practice. criminals? Yeah. Um, but also, Juliet Binoche is on board and is a criminal herself, but is a criminal that's been given like the capacity to continue her experiments while in space. Right, okay. So she was like, some sort of weird... She like killed her husband and family or something? on purpose or as part of an experiment that went too far because she didn't uh, um, believe in the it, boundaries it of... It seemed to be implied that it was on purpose, but... Right. Huh. Um, and so she, yeah, is allowed to continue her <clears throat> project and her project is something about trying to... Like, it's, it's something to do with artificial insemination or something. But I, I think it's to do with fertility because she herself is, is incapable of making kids at this point. Mm. But it's, it's really... It was honestly hard to tell whether it was a very vague plot on purpose or whether we were just listening to it with the sound so drastically low we couldn't tell. Mm. Um, and it was definitely one of those movies where just everything quiet is too quiet and everything, everything loud, loud is too loud. loud. Which is, yeah, 101 for um, <clears throat> high concept space movie. Yeah. It's meant to dissettle, like unsettle you and lure you into a sense of, I don't know. Yeah. For, it's, it's unwavering like a patient forcing you to lean in. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, and it gets you comfortable, right? It gets you into a, the place of unwavering patience and then, then it, does it devolve into a, like a um, third act Danny Boyle film? Nah, I, I'd have loved it if it did, but no. No, it devolves into um I don't know what. Mm. The person that you think's like the sort of heroine and like there's been gonna be some sort of eventual connection between her and Robert Pattinson. Um but no, she's the first one to be put in the black hole and all that happens in the black hole is spaghettification. Huh. And cool. um she just gets destroyed. There's a good episode title right there. Forget the vacation. 
said in um I like Californication. Yeah, but said in one of her tog voice. <laughs> Spaghetti No, that's what is that? <laughs> uh it kind of sounded like her zog with just a, a mix of uh I don't know, it sounded like uh post throat cancer Herzog he had throat cancer mm. oh well now I know maybe a little bit of what's his name yes um <laughs> Lucifer from Constantine who's that guy who's that guy who played him um Gwen um, Stefani's husband no <laughs> wait what no, what no uh are you talking about uh, I'm talking about the single boy guy. What's his name? Um, oh, I'm not sure I've ever known his name. Uh, Peter Stormier. Oh, okay. Not who I, I was thinking the like Twin Peaks dad guy. <laughs> uh, okay, good. Second episode what? title, Twin Peaks dad guy. <laughs> Do you know who I'm talking about? Um... He's he's also a Tim and Eric staple. Yeah, he plays the devil on other shows quite often, right? It's um, Ray, yeah, he Ray just Weiss. always plays either rich businessman or devil. Ray Weiss or Ray Wise. Ray Wise. Yeah, he was the vice president in Twenty Four. And nobody watched Twenty Four. <laughs> I know. I said that like I watched it. I just read it on the page that I'm reading. Uh, like, oh yeah, he's that guy. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, Ray White. Um, Simon watched Twenty Four. That's 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 all you need to know about Twenty Four. Um, sure, it's interesting. I just don't believe it. <laughs> it's not. It's really not. Um, no, but importantly, you were the lightning in that rain. Um. Okay, so you rate High Life. You would watch it. Did it end well, or did it kind of just peter out? And you're like, oh, yeah, okay, now it's over. Um, yeah, no, it just kind of ended. <clears throat> he, what happened? He like, so the the movie starts with him with a baby, with Robert Pattinson the character, with the baby. Yes. Yeah, okay. Because he like refuses to give his semen to Juliet Binoche we've all been here to use it for the artificial inseminations and then throughout the movie there's just some sort of occasional random disagreement between characters and some attempted rape and shit Mm -hmm. and then then Juliet Binoche um, rapes him while he's sleeping after he saves another character from a rape Oh. So this is then, why the French are not allowed in space. We've been saying it time and time again on yeah. this podcast. I feel like you watch any French movie at this point. It's just like you, you feel like somebody has to be me too. Um, <laughs> it's the entire, the entire country as a concept needs to be me too. Mm. Um, and then... Um, then like the whatever space shit they're trying to do sort of fuck i wish we could peters um, out and too many characters kill themselves right and then yeah it cuts back to it keeps cutting between the present and the past and in the present robert pattinson is alive with the child of the that was produced from his rape rape Mm -hmm. yeah huh um I feel like we. I no, don't feel like. I wish we could make a living from writing, writing and publishing film reviews, um, but just doing it verbatim how we talk about films. <laughs> just be like, um, yeah, and then some shit, and then it kind of just like ends with, and it jumps between the, and we just talk like that on a page for six hundred to eight hundred words, and then they get paid for it. That would be ideal. I mean, I wouldn't read it, but I'd definitely get paid for it. <laughs> well, then you're on brand for fucking Logan and this goddamn podcast. Listen to the, <laughs> listen to your baby, man. This is your child. <laughs> we spend money to raise this thing, and here you are, just um, with your new family, with Rally. Shut your 
goddamn mm. mouth. He. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cut that into a new opening theme song. <laughs> oh wait, hang on. And then you. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> no, I've got mixing board like a fix. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Look at you, buddy. Hey. Um, <laughs> I'll stop. I'm sorry. Um, and then he proceeds to live with this child and sort of kill off all the other characters by just throwing them into space while they're in cryosleep. Cool. Okay. Now I'm back but, on board. Um, and then raises the child. And then, honestly, I just kind of sat there seriously hoping that it was, wasn't going to get weird after his child hit puberty. Yeah, which is the real... Uh, is the Norman French movies. Well, I was going to say, it's what you've actually come to expect in a Robert Pattinson art house film. Yeah, Following like, the lighthouse, you're like, okay, this is going to get weird. Someone's going to... Yeah, with Lighthouse, I was like, there's at least going to be masturbation. Yeah. <laughs> and movie. there was, wasn't there? Oh, and there was. Seems like yeah. it was built around the idea of just jerking people off in space so they can take semen. So yeah, well, there, there was also like a weird so that, what, sex chair machine. I was going to say, is there that one scene from THX 1137? 738? Where, yeah, they've just got that jerk off machine to satisfy. Basically. Cool. Um, and yeah, and you have to watch this re- weird, creepy scene with Juliette Binoche just covered in really sweaty hair. That mm. her hair goes down to like her thighs, and she's just playing with it constantly, and it's really weird and uncomfortable. Uh. You're like, if if you were like me and you're about fourteen when you watched Chocolat, this movie is really painful. <laughs> Um, let's get into your fourteen-year-old experience <laughs> of chocolat for a second. There, did let's you not. did you connect to the uh, character of Judy Dench? Judy Dench is in that movie. We're talking about the um, we are talking about the Johnny Depp chocolat, not the other one we found, which happened in 1994 about racism and colonialism. Yeah, yeah, okay. Judy but, Dench is in that. Movie. Judy Dench is in that movie. She has diabetes, so she can't eat the chocolat. That's not the whole point of the movie, but it's the bit I remember. <laughs> I'm reading the critical reception for this film on Wikipedia and I've got two points to make. There's some really good insights about this movie in the receptions tag of this page, but it also makes me think, shit, we should just post our thoughts on movies, Wikipedia pages in the, re- in the critical reception area section and just say, <laughs> Logan and Jesse from Wireshot Podcast gave it four stars oh, and said this about it. Because technically we did, and it's true. It's yeah, a fact yeah, about we, that we movie. There is no reason we couldn't do that. We are technically... We can link to the episode. We can do all sorts of shit. I think we should start doing that. It's a yeah, really we, good we way to should. infiltrate. Um, this is legitimacy. Hmm. People will accidentally find us and we'll be forced to listen to our episode to validate that something was said. Um, yeah, actually, good point, because the, the Wikipedia people should at least, like... Prove it exists. Um, yeah. And all we need to do well, is... Well, prove that we're... Um, actually talking. Prove that the it's not factual, yeah. Um, we'll find out very quickly if we try to do that once, it gets removed for whatever reason, and then we get blocked from making a Wikipedia account to be able to do such stuff. But it's worth a shot. Um, yeah, and isn't that what we're all about here at Wired Chat Podcast and the People's Club family? It's like, let's just give it a shot. Okay. Um, let's annoy people using technically um, legal means. And like people yeah. can't might get pissed off at us for doing something that they didn't think of doing first. But we thought of it and we did it kind of a little bit for a little while. Um, and that's Wired Chat. Here's to us. Yeah. Um, what did I say? Uh, yeah, there's the bit I was reading on here. It's saying uh, somebody gave it five stars for some reason, and then said, um, "It's a haunting. Ant- it's a haunting antidote to the high high minded idealism of movies like Interstellar and The Martian." So yeah, if you want <laughs> not a movie it's like a those movies, long winded way of saying it's low budget. Yeah, it's not high minded, you guys. It's I- not idealistic. It's fringe. So watch it. Yeah, pretty I'm much. Pretty sure that's how they pitch the movie. We could pitch movies like that. I don't know to who, 
but to <laughs> <laughs> fair what what is this podcast if not us talking at a wall or screen <laughs> praying that somebody on the other side is listening um is there anybody out there oh um that's another podcast idea we could uh, do a pink, pink floyd, floyd pink floyd podcast where we review albums okay it could be short lived to, instantly to, to fine. people who know nothing about music yeah well we get column involved it could be a joined up effort i don't do that okay cool. <laughs> i just did that to see what it would sound like <laughs> oh shit um 40 minutes logan shits on column I, was gonna, I don't know why i timestamped logan shitting on column in this episode at 40 minutes in when it's been happening the entire time yeah. um but no i like that idea because then we could just talk about pink floyd music um and actually force each, force ourselves to sit down and actually listen to it end to end and then record an episode where we talk about it i see That's nothing good. wrong with that we just get drunk and do it it's fine yeah. Um, and people will accidentally find our podcast yeah, through that podcast, walls. right? Yeah. That's how we get make the show successful after three years on the air, is actually make content people want to listen to, then trick them into finding the podcast we actually care about, where we don't record that stuff. Yeah, we've... Of, of all the things this podcast could be about... It was never about what people. Want. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, at best for the earliest of days before we rebranded re from weird shit, um, it was stuff that we wanted to listen to and talk about. Because it was originally planning to be like a editorialized um, strange gonna, thing. Yeah, it was going to be like a, a um, like a rip off of mysterious. Yeah, I was going to say it's an MU rip off. We would have uh, eventually um, grown to be resented by Mysterious Universe, uh, collaborated over time with them, be hired by them, and then eventually take over their jobs. Is that right? Sure. I'm just no, putting I'm it out there that. Um, that we need to start have a relationship with the Mysterious Universe podcast because... I mean... But just because... Can. We just okay. talk about Bigfoot. <laughs> Is it real, fuckers? Uh, such a good thing. Um, yeah. Okay, so you watched movies. That's good. We're doing good. Um, We're doing good. Other, yeah, it's... What was the other thing I said I watched? Um, oh. the, the shitty ring... A rip-off Slender Man movie. Yeah, sorry, I got spooked by realizing I had tabs open of ugly people like Peter Stormare, and then closed it and go, Ugh. oh, and then opened a tab of Jolly Richardson. And I was like, ah, oh, that was worse. She's Jolly not Richardson? The lady from that movie that you watched with the Nicolas Cage. Nip-tuck lady. Oh, yeah. Old um, TV's Uma Thurman. That's the closest approximation I can make. That's, that's a pretty fair. Um... Yeah. So okay, you watched the Slenderman movie from 2018. Yeah. What'd you think? So first off, are you familiar with the history of this film? Yes. I'd... Are you familiar with the whole? Um, so that that's why I never bothered to watch it. We, you're aware that there was like an actual some kids hurt their friend. Yeah. Yeah. There was a couple of girls, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 yeah so. Uh, following that event and Sony going, hey, this sounds like something we could. <laughs> hey, this sounds like peak Sony. <laughs> yeah, this sounds like something we could exploit. Um, they then proceeded to, yeah, make a movie based on these events, and the father of the victim, who is still alive but mm -hmm. got cut up quite badly as I understand it. Um, the cast is a who's who of who gives a fuck. I don't know any yeah. of these people. No, they're all they're all like people who They all look uh, like lifetime movie actors or yeah, like low budget CW actors. Pretty much. Yeah? Okay. Um So the the dad of the girl that got stabbed by her 
friends or whatever the story went. Yep. Um, was like, guys, really? You're going to make a movie effectively making a horror movie about how my daughter almost died? Yeah. Um, and they were like, yeah, that is a bit rough, isn't it? And I'll be also it. there. Their movie was going to be, as I understand it, released on the anniversary <sighs> of the attack on this girl. So all the cool marketing marketing bro types who thought, oh, you know what paranormal activity did on certain anniversaries of certain things and shit, those sorts of movies that made an impact on society. We could do the same thing. I mean, maybe. It's, that has to be the thought process that some dipshit marketing exec thought that would be a good idea um, and no one actually thought about it well enough or deeply enough to understand there would be such an impact to that so approved it um yeah you're probably right um and also just yeah the the huge because you know american like keyboard jockey parents got behind it and i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pretend it's not a cruel and weird thing to do to a person mm. but um Parents got, yeah, like real anti it and his complaint got some pretty good traction. And because of that, um, the movie's initial release got pulled. And then when they re released it much later on, they re released it with a whole bunch of the um, like scenes just stripped out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I don't know whether what I saw was a stripped down version or not, but um, regardless, it's basically just a pretty average rip off of the ring. Right. And I mean, the, the director didn't have much of a career before it. Then he did Stomp the Yard and The Losers in 2007 and 10. Um, a whole lot of fuck all and like TV episode direction through the period and then Slender Man and has done nothing since except back to TV. So, yeah. Okay. Sucks to be his career, I guess. Oh, he did, uh, before Stomp the Yard, he did I'll Always Know What You Did Last Summer. Okay, um, well, at least he has TV. <laughs> at least he has the instant classics. Um yeah okay um it it's just not good like it 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 retreads a whole bunch of shit from the ring like lots of really harsh flashing sort of juxtaposition of random creepy images like bugs and stuff crawling around yeah um uh. trees in a forest and like teeth it's it's who did the... It's like the same movie, but just were bad. There's not, the not even a listed really um, production company behind the special effects. I'm trying to find it. It was made by Sony and Screen Gems. Um, yeah. And really looks like it was purely done in-house. whole bunch of different production companies, but there's no... I, I'd be very surprised if there wasn't a lot of like, retract of people taking the names off it. Yeah, that's true. True. Yeah, because of the... Yeah. The, 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 the shitstorm that followed. Okay. It got an average approval of 6% on Rotten Tomatoes. Cool. It's... It is. It is just trash. Slender Man aspires to be the YouTube era for what the ring was to the last gasps of the VHS generation. Yep. There's, two, there's one fundamental difference that sets the two apart. The ring is good and Slender Man is ter terrible. Well, isn't the ring directed by, like, Gore Verbinski? Yeah, who, like in my opinion... actual director? Oh, I can't think of a bad movie that man has made either. No. His first movie was Mouse Hunt, which is delightful. Yes. Um, his second movie Anyone was... who can make that, that wheezy-voiced cocaine addict. <laughs> What's his name? I was going to say Matthew Broderick again, but 
Um, Eddie Broderick, maybe? Nathan Lane? Lee Evans? Yeah, I was seeing a Nathan Lane. Yeah. Um, yeah, then he made The Mexican, which, again, pretty delightful. Basically, a, a Ocean's Eleven-like adjacent film. Where... It's... Uh, Julia Roberts and Brad Pitt. Yeah. Screen. Yeah. And then you made... Was it? I remember you watched it and telling me it was pretty crap. The Mexican? Or am I mixing a movie up? The Mexican is Brad Pitt, Julia Roberts, and uh, James Gandolfini. Uh, I'll write that movie. No, I'm thinking of that movie where there's like the love triangle with the three criminals <laughs> bandits <laughs> it's a it's good bad. movie <laughs> is it though no the bruce willis movie where he's got a hairpiece yeah it's bruce bandits. willis bruce willis with a hairpiece it's billy bob thornton with a hairpiece and kate blanchett no i'm talking about some shitty movie with uh. taylor Lautner. not no who's not taylor Lautner. um paul walker a lot of the, the, the change dude that played john carpenter from Mars? Yeah. John Carter from John Carpenter from Mars. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even worth me trying to work it out. Um, this is Taylor, Taylor Kitsch. Taylor, ah. Taylor Kitsch. I was 90% of the way there. Uh, movie with... What? Three people. Um, it's him. Lone Survivor? No. Um... um 21 Bridges, John Carter, Friday Night Lights. I think, I think the woman is Blake Lively. Battleship? No. Um... <laughs> oh, and Aaron Johnson. That's the third guy. Savages. Savages. Yeah, that I watched on a plane and it was bad. It's also one of those movies that has too much sex scenes in it, so when you watch it on a plane, people just look at you. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, oh, it's, yeah. Um, better than the time I watched that weird movie with where they the first like attempt to give it wasn't Tom Hiddleston who's the dude that looks like Tom Hiddleston but he looks more evil um, Tilda Swinton I mean yeah but no <laughs> looks like a more evil Tom Hiddleston if we come back to Taylor Kitsch I'm like, okay cool uh, more evil uh, no, if, hold on I can find the movie if it's just process of elimination it has, what's the name of the girl from <clears throat> the shitty Tim Burton Alice in Wonderland? Mia, I've got Mia Goth stuck in my head, but it's Mia, Mike Wazowski, Mia Wazowski. <laughs> Mike, yeah, Mia Wazowski. Wazowski, yeah. Kolska. 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 She's Australian. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, she was on All Saints in 2004. Um, is it why her IMDb display picture just looks like a younger Kate Blanchett? Yeah, like she doesn't have no eyebrows, like Kate Blanchett. Okay, so she was yeah, in, oh, the girl from Crimson Peak as well, right? She was in that mm. movie. Well, what is this movie I'm thinking of? Stoker. Um, yes, Stoker. Uh yeah, which has Matthew uh, Good is evil. TV's Tom Hiddleston, yeah. Yeah. Um, the guy and from the yeah, Americans. It's, it's like a woman that's Americans? trying to... No. Like, I think, trying to hook up with her brother-in-law after her husband's died for, like, life continuity and that's to right. restore her wealth. And he just has a weird fascination with her daughter. Uh, Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah that, that's right. It was... Um, uh, that was directed by the dude from Prison Break, or written by the dude from Prison Break, and directed by the dude who did Old Boy. Wentworth Miller. Yeah. Spike Lee. Wentworth Miller. No, no, no. The original. Yeah, I know. I know. Park... No, 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 no. The Korean Spike Lee. <laughs> yeah. I. 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 Did, did we ever talk on here about that that Spike Lee, the Five Bloods movie? Fuck. Um, I don't think we did. We talked. I know we've talked I about talked it. I talked to you and Cullum about it in the group chat, but I don't know that we ever talked about it on, on the here. cast. Um, no, yeah, that wasn't the group chat. Let's talk about that because we've done oh. Black Klansman before. Um, oh, okay. I, I didn't, apparently. I, 
I haven't seen it. So, um, How, have you seen Black? What Clansman? I recommend is watch it, mm-hmm. enjoy it, think it's a really piece of groundbreaking film, and then read this review by this one lady and experience <laughs> all your belief in the film collapse. Oh. I mean, I love those, what, but like, oh. that's what happened to me. Um, she just pointed out that basically it's 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 trying to be something, but if you actually think about it critically, you realize just about every meaningful thing that happens in the film falls flat because the characters are sort of styling themselves as um, sort of black men versus the man trying to get theirs. Right, okay. Um, but the people that they're taking theirs from are like the the Vietnamese that they bombed during the war so everything that they feel like they're justified in doing just rings weirdly false because in this context they essentially are the evil man and it doesn't actually address that and like no, deconstruct it in such a way because that should be the third act of the movie right it should be but instead it basically just says what if we just did black rambo right okay um, really it's, disappointing. It's um, like a buddy action reunion movie right, that okay. sort of has its cake and eats it too with being serious and being funny. Right. So, okay. like, don't don't get me wrong. I loved it. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But once you that, that's the the biggest plot yeah. hole is the plot. Yeah. Once once I read this woman's review, I was just like, oh, do you fuck. think it's because people to put too much? Or I mean. Couldn't say necessarily too much because he's built his arguably built his too much stock in Spike Lee only making things that are meant to be about racially charged things. Like obviously, I mean, race is the point. He just made a movie with five black guys. Does that necessarily mean it's all about race, or do they make it about race? It's extremely about race. It's okay. about the the confusion of the black GI being deployed in Vietnam, but is hated as an American in America. So it's like, what the fuck am I fighting for? If my own it's dealing with the um, Muhammad Ali Cassius Clay moment where he was yeah, refused to be deployed. Right? Full of like stock footage of um, black people during that era, including like Muhammad Ali saying, "Why I want to? Why do I want to go to another country and yeah, bomb the Viet Cong? Don't hate me, farmer man." Yeah, whatever that old quote was. Yeah, um, it was something about the Viet Cong. Don't hate me people here hate me yeah 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 and it's you know you can't you can't really argue with that yeah um see now that you described that that should have happened in terms of the you know remember that uh clint eastwood those clint eastwood movies that he made back to back um iwo J- letters from iwo jima and the like, other version of that Flags Flags of yeah it would have been cool then for him to immediately follow up that move, his this movie with the same basic plot, but from the experience of the Viet Cong who got robbed, with it. and then put them side by side and be like, "There you go, it, it's history." Weird because the Viet Cong are sympathetic, and like the second they, and yes, you you forget that as part of the film because ultimately you still want the main characters to do well, but mm. they're like, you know, that was our gold. We've been looking for that since. Did, you, uh, did I explain the premise? No, no. So a bunch of um, guys, they were all um, GIs in the Vietnam War and their like sort of spiritual leader was Chadwick Boseman's character. Right, okay. So who, um, and, and he died. I was going to say he only exists in flashbacks. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, now... I did wonder, and I heard it was confirmed that the reason in the flashbacks they're still played by the same old men and Chadwick Boseman as a kid is because um, Spike Lee wasn't given the money for fancy de-aging, but also didn't opt to just hire other actors for those scenes. Right. What do you mean? Um, it's, a, so, it's a nice um, narrative like framing it, that you just put it, people back, back in their memories as themselves now. Yeah, it, almost right. I like that. You can almost convince yourself, and I think I did, that that's the point. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to, like, the one time I wrote something and it got made into something is that um, that pl- play that I, I wrote for, for yeah. somebody else to make at the beach house yeah. that time. Yeah. That was the same premise. It was a dude on his deathbed jumping back to memories of him dealing with his friend he lost in the war, but old man stayed old, young guy stayed young. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, but it's, I don't know, it, it very much has its cake and exit too. Like it's, you know, credence songs are being played. It's the, instead um, of, um, instead of pulling. My, fa- my favorite part is the jumping back to when it jumps back, it, um, it, it, changes to an older camera lens style yeah yeah yeah. so you end up with that like real grainy vietnam era looking footage yeah does that um, get old sorry does that get old really quickly or does it no nah. no nah, okay cool um no nah, because the those the scenes that it's in um you know it, it's you you know why it's there and it makes sense while it's there so it mm. doesn't piss you off but um, does it fall flat because I mean, it's it, like the premise does it fall or the way he's done it does it fall flat because it's essentially revisionist history but without the Tarantino self-awareness to say to we're, no, we're not tricking you into thinking this was actually historical events but we kind of are uh, no it, it more just is like I mean they even so the the dialogue is extremely self-referentially on the nose. Like they talk about, you know, why didn't we ever see black heroes? Where's, where's the right. black version of Rambo? Where's, you know, like they never told the truth of like, you know, black men dying. Cause um, the is... proportion of black GIs to white GIs was like crazy. Like black people were overrepresented in that war. But they sent more of more of them to dying than they did. Yeah, they there were oh. like like forty percent of all those. It was something like Fuck black hell. men represented fourteen percent of Americans at the time, and forty percent of the draft. Forty thousand of forty percent of the soldiers in Vietnam were black, or something Fucking like that. How that's a skew. That's like gerrymandering designed to just send people to the slaughter. Yeah, so it's like, was it even really a draft if that many black people? Fuck, no, it wasn't. Um, Because they had such specific criteria to get people out of the draft in terms of their education levels. It was Um, all just um, get out of the draft if you just paid a certain amount of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Like if you paid a ridiculous sum of money and had nothing else to go off except having lots of money, yeah, you could buy your way out. But officially, I think it was. um, Are you studying towards something that maybe gave? this country some sort of like you needed to, we need doctors and we need this so like if you're studying higher education then you can get up like you can get written so basically something that a, you can get a pass a disenfranchised group would exactly like so no wonder 40 percent of the soldiers ended up being black because none of them were edu- like none of them got those opportunities they're all coming from poor areas where um they never got the opportunity to become something that would allow them to get a pass from the draft Right. Yeah. Um, Nuts. Okay, that sucks. And and so Chadwick Boseman kind of plays their, like, spiritual leader. Mm. And um, he's sort of discussing philosophy and what they're doing. Their black dynamite. Yeah, kind of. But but the philosophy doesn't extend to the fact that the, the discussion of the killing of Vietnamese men. Right. You know? They they talk a big game about <clears throat> what the nature of what they're doing is, but they never go like with yeah. But why yeah. are we killing these? We're fighting somebody else's war. Yeah, and and so it it just kind of goes well. I don't know what you are trying to tell me, and the, again, this is this is after reading that review that I just kind of went oh, oh man, right that's, that's really sure. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. like it doesn't, it doesn't s- sell it well enough. Where you just like, well, no. If you actually hold it up to any scrutiny at all, you realize that they effectively, in the present, 
are the the bad America that they were fighting, that they saw themselves as fighting against back when they were in the war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like they they've come back to Vietnam as just individual citizens in their own right, and they're killing random Vietnamese people who realistically probably just want the old gold one because it was supposed to be theirs and two because um they you know it will probably greatly benefit them in their whatever economy it's being put into yeah yeah um and it just boils down to the fact that it was theirs in the first place so yes the the american government paid it's not it's them for something with it's a story we've seen before that's able to get that past because you know when people go back to steal the nazi gold or the nazi art yeah that story but like no one gives a shit if the if the nazis tried to fight them for it because that's not a thing because that wasn't um uh you know people that war is on everybody's right side of history like it's everyone still agrees to this day no we that's the bad guy the nazis are bad but you can just reconcile that with very little effort whereas this vietnam was not our war yeah, and it wasn't like, America's fine, war. but yeah. you also haven't learned from it. Weird. Okay. I'm so and, conflicted and, now because of those statistics about black soldiers and then the story that oh, they told around that. Oh, don't get me that. wrong. You still will get, like, a real swell of... Anger and... Um, anger and pride and mixed confusion of yeah. just, like, who these people were and what they went through and how awesome they are. But, yeah, it is really just short side kind of a what happened spike like why didn't you like that surely this was an easy sell why didn't you has he addressed the criticism because he's usually pretty good at that i, I don't actually know That's um, but yeah my, my favorite bit is they've got like a you know in um jackie brown there's the like my favorite tarantino film um, in 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 the Warriors, there's the um, lady on the radio that talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has this has like a, um, a Vietnamese propaganda lady. She's called like I don't know something or other Sally or something. I can't remember, but mm. she just sits at a desk and looks kind of sexy and smokes and talks to the black gi and like asks them why are you fighting like they're they're not your they don't care about you like why are you fighting yeah yeah huh and just the the general style of it and everything it's just really cool but yeah it's it's definitely like a doesn't hold up to and even it even posits like really obvious bad guys for the end like um Jean Renault is in it, representing the like um, the French colonizers. Mm. But it's still, like, yeah, but you're you're still stealing money <laughs> from the Vietnamese. Like you're no better than he is. But it, it is it especially because you've gone. Their, their cause is fine, and his <clears throat> isn't because his cause is like personal profiteering, yeah. whereas theirs is also personal profiteering. Especially when they've had the means, ability, and all sorts to be able to go back and make an effort to do do this thing to steal this gold or to get yeah, what they stashed I mean, back as, in the day as the plot goes on and they start opening up more you realize that they all are in like their own slightly shitty spaces in life and not everything's panned out all right for them which makes sense you kind of that's a bit of an archetype with any kind of road movie or like yeah, crazy exactly. crazy heist like movie not heist but like buddy putting the band back together which is like oh yeah this is a stupid concept no one's going to agree to this and because people are eventually convinced to do this thing it makes sense that the reason they did that in the first place is because they're broken yeah um Um, no one's going to make a space cowboys movie about old men going back to space unless they're old and they want to go to space because they're old that's where my mind went with that putting the band back together was the 2000 2001 movie space cowboys (laughs) No, I was going to say, gotcha, you're talking about that Brad Pitt movie. Um, the Mexican. No, nah, the, the one the one with him in space and Tommy Lee Jones is his dad. <laughs> Which I, I, I'm still of, of the opinion that that is a crossover or like a, an unofficial sequel to Space Cowboys. I mean, 
if 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 you're willing to uh, pretend that, it makes it a way more entertaining movie to watch. Well, once I, I realized he was watched. in that movie, that's what I started. And you said it was a bit of a slog of a movie to watch. I watched it during lockdown um, and kept telling myself, you know, this this has to exist in the same universe as Space Cowboys. And lo and behold, then Tommy Lee Jones showed up and he looked like exactly like he did 20 years ago when that movie was made. So I'm like, yeah, see, this is canon. I, I just, like, never have I wanted to like a movie more and yep. just like, been so angry uh, that it wasn't that good. I want to see the original cut of that because it didn't have the narration. It didn't have the narration. Uh, Okay. They they re-edited it around him narrating the story so that people could understand it. Whereas the original sounds like it was more like a Solaris style movie where you just watch people experiencing things. I can't think of it. Brad Pitt's... Um, Ed Astra. That's right, yeah. Which, yeah, was, don't get me wrong, had its had really cool moments in it. It was really nice to watch, but you could watch it with the sound off. Yeah, it was <clears throat> like almost entirely watchable. It's just a silent film. Yeah, it didn't need the voiceover. It no, really didn't. But, but it's classic, I think, studio just going, quite sure. How do we explain this? Because it's so few and far between as well. It's like, it just starts and stops the scenes. That's it. It's not... Him. Yeah, it's, it's. We feel like the the movie has been too silent for too long now. So please make some noise. Um, whereas if they did it kind of on the rails, almost kind of what not to say it should have been done exactly like Gravity, where you were just watching somebody the entire time. But um, I don't know. I felt like it would have been fine without any of that bullshit because then you could just watch a man wake up, do a thing. Go back to sleep and hypersleep, wake up, do a thing, go to sleep, wake up, do a thing, and then realize it was all for nothing. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. I mean, I guess the issue being that premise that you just described is a pretty hard sell to 90% of the human population. Well, I mean, don't make an existentialist space like movie. Me and... who loves a fucking existential. I was going to say, if you don't movie. want to make one of those types of movies, then don't make one of those types of movies. Make, yeah. make that weird Sony movie with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence in space, and try to make it make it sound good. But then also do the same thing where they just interfere with the actual cut of the movie, um, and make it barely yeah. watchable. I mean, was it Passengers? Yeah. And very yeah, quickly, somebody good. came out with a recut of that, which made it seem like what the actual movie really was, right? That um, she was a victim of somebody basically kidnapping her. Yeah, it, it's it, it, the whole thing was just like some sort of space <laughs> rape. I don't know. Like it, it, she it should have a... been angrier that he did what he did. Yeah. To a point where it would have been completely unforgivable. Like, you, she should have never been able to see him as anything but somebody who killed her. Yeah. And that should have been the movie. Yeah, I mean... But they fell in love. And Andy Garcia was in the ship the whole time. And then he found plants. It wasn't a movie. Oh, my God. No. Brings whole new meaning to... Um, was it love the one... Dance with the one you came with, or whatever. Yeah. Which, as we know, was Andy Garcia's personal motto. I don't know. Um, this has been wired shut. We did it. It's a pretty good episode. Yeah, uh, yeah it's otherwise uh, it's a pretty good show. Uh, I'm going to call okay. it Where's Black Rambo. Okay. Uh, and say that because really, it took us like 40 minutes to get there, but we talked about the five bloods. We did. <clears throat> We also talked about Mia Wazowski. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. And Gore oh, We need to talk a little bit more about Gore Vivinsky at some point. Because that man does not have a catalog. Like, I like all of his movies. Yeah, there's no there's no rhyme or reason as to why he should be so universally... Just, just universally met? Just, like, like just... No, like, like, just... He did that movie, and you're like, oh, okay, he did that movie. And there, there was no... He's very much, um, what's his name, who did Mad Max? 
the director. Whereas like he did Mad Max and then he did Happy Feet and Babe. And then he did Mad Max again. And that's basically it. I mean, no one's mad about that. Was his name Miller? George, George Miller. Miller, yeah. Yeah, well, because... He was this close to making a Justice League movie and it kind of got cancelled mid-production in the early oh. 2000s. Mid, late 2000s. Oh, um, like the G.I. Joe era of movies. But, uh. um, yeah. I rate Gore Verbinski. Pirates movies, all good. All the ones yeah. that he directed anyway. Um, uh, Rango. Rango, fucking amazing. Uh, Lone Ranger, I like that fucking movie. I don't care what anyone says. That so the just, Army Hammer one? Yeah. Yeah, no, those movies, that movie's all good. He did A Cure for Wellness, which is a hard watch. It reminds me of that lobster movie with Colin Farrell. Um, I mean, having loved the lobster. Yep. Well, I feel like you love the first two thirds of the lobster. <laughs> that movie is overlong. Yeah. Which it's pretty standard for the guy that made made that movie. Um, Not real. Well, he made. God, what else did he do? No, I don't want a lobster dinner. Just give me the movie. Yorgos uh, Lanthimos. Uh, That's not real, man. Oh, he's Greek. Um, he did the favorite. And the killing of a sacred deer. That is a movie I'm like sixty percent through and just haven't got around to watching the rest of. Yeah. Uh, what else did what else did Vorkabinsky make? Um, Spaceless, which is a movie which does not have a Wikipedia page, but is TBA. And The Secret Life, well, I executive produced The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, which I liked that movie. The Secret Life of uh, <laughs> Of pets. Pets, sure. I, if Gore Verbinski made it, it would be good, because it would have been like Rango. Which was God, good. Rango was good. I know, they need another. Where's the sequel to that movie? Rango Unchained. I feel like too many of the people that were in that movie are dead now. Then the old boys. Johnny Depp's gonna recover. No. Nah. No. I would have thought he would have bounced back by now because of how. I think he's gonna get his career back. What's he doing next? Um. No, I don't want to see his discography. I want to see his filmography. Fucking Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, Minimata waiting for the barbarian. No, he's still making really big movies. Okay. Um, he's just pivoted again to more high concept movies, so he doesn't look like he's got anything Disney under his belt in the coming future. I mean, which is rough when you hear him talking about. There's there's a video of him talking to a kid. And in, in his Jack Sparrow outfit and character, yeah. After his thumb had been cut off by his crazy, crazy bit. So is he wife. actually legit missing an end of his thumb? Yeah. No, it was it was saved, but he's it's clearly like injured in some of this footage, um, and he's in character just saying, "Oh yeah, like I um." Something I don't know. Yeah, you just made some offhanded comment in character about like a Jack Sparrowism type of thing that caused him to hurt his finger or his thumb. Oh yes, yes, I have heard that. That was oh rough to watch because he's like, you can just knowing now what you know now. It's like oh, you don't know now. You know no, no. Uh, but now he's making movies with Robert Pattinson and Mark Rylance, uh, and uh, what do you call it? There's another movie. I just saw it. Where did it go? I don't care about his awards. Minimata. Oh, yeah, that is kind of falling off the wayside of, like, popular films. He's a war photographer who travels back to Japan where he documents the devastating effect of mercury poisoning in coastal communities. Minimata disease. That stars Johnny Depp, a bunch of Japanese people, and Bill Nye. I, I actually am aware of that. I don't remember how or why, but I don't directed by Andrew Levitas uh, who did uh, one episode of Entourage <laughs> shit he's not done much yeah um, mostly TV okay uh, and not a lot of TV he's a producer mostly but not for anything I've heard of uh, and he directed Lullaby in 2013 nothing since 
which is a movie about nothing. It has no plot. The movie explores the right to die of a Jewish man. The end. Oh, my God. Okay, so maybe Johnny Depp's career is dead. Maybe. You You heard it here first. Something might happen to somebody. There you go. This has been wired shut. It has. <laughs> Fuck. I guess it's two. About, it's an hour and twenty minutes in. I think That's we're good. Um, yeah, I've been your host, Jesse, and he's been your host, Logan. Oh what? Yeah. Um, hit us up at you know all the usual places. Wired shut pod. Uh, on. I don't know. We yeah, we're on Instagram and Twitter and such, and where you listen to us, where you find all good podcasts. Spotify, Stitcher. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Music, uh, listen to With Relish podcast, and uh, come uh, and yeah, People's Club, come join the People's Club. Did you just deport somewhere? I was going to say the club down, but we haven't put anything out about that it. And I mean, what do you mean put it out? We just found it. It's not a real thing. Totally. That's the that's the premise of Plum Down, right? It's a secret podcast about secret chairs in the secret gardens. Um, yeah. Okay, that's been us. We out. All right. Peace.